down Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. Blixin' and blixin' and all his reindeers pulling on the reins. Bells are ringing, children singing, all is merry and bright. So hang your stockings and say your prayers, cause Santa Claus comes tonight. Here comes Santa Claus, here comes Santa Claus, right down Santa Claus Lane. He's got a bag that's filled with toys for boys and girls again. Hear those sleigh bells jingle jangle, oh what a beautiful sight. So jump in bed and cover your head, cause Santa Claus comes tonight. Here comes Derek Boo Boo, right down Chasey Lane. Dan and Lacey and all his listeners pulling on the reins. Jokes are jabbing, listeners are thriving, all is merry and bright. So grab your earbuds and get to laughing, cause Boo Boo joins us tonight. What's up, Derek Here Boo Boo? Merry Claus. motherfucking Christmas. Santa Welcome Claus. to Tell 12 Days of Chasement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad to be here at the Chase residence. <laughs> Sean Connery has joined us, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas, Derek, and thank you for joining us to kick off our 12 days of chasemus good sir it's you know i'm glad it wasn't like four years later this time around since my last appearance you know (laughs) so at least i'm back a little sooner than last time so that's great yeah you joined us for our next holiday segment (laughs) and and derek will be here for the easter extravaganza as well no (laughs) (laughs) where we review night of the lepus killer rabbits (laughs) We are trying to get better about stuff like that here Cut to the Chase. So we are going to go to our 12 Days of Chase Smith. Jingle balls, jingle balls, jingle balls in your mouth. That is what Dan wanted to call it. I wanted to call it Jingle Jangle Balls Out. But <laughs> <laughs> we'll go with that. <laughs> Who knows? We might flip-flop it later. Yeah, we might. Like We're... balls do. <laughs> Flapping around. Balls out. I like it better. I'm sorry. <laughs> So in this segment, when we have a host, a co-host come on for this, we are going to have a different little segment for them. And for Derek Boo Boo's segment, we are we have Guess That Christmas Movie by its quote. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> are, are you uh, pretty adaptable with Christmas movies? Uh, is it your forte? I, I've seen my fair share. It's been, a, some of them has been a while though, but right. we'll, we're going to find out right now. <laughs> well, let's get to Jolene. And I will say this before we start, Boo Boo. Now, you haven't gotten our official list of the movies that we will be covering here on the 12 Days of Chasemus, but all these quotes are pulled from all of these different movies that we will be covering in this upcoming month. Yes. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> okay, so. All right. Ready for question number one. I'm ready. All right. Put that cookie down. Jingle all the way. Yes! <laughs> Put that cookie down! Put that cookie down. <laughs> See? Yeah! <laughs> that was a tough one because we couldn't say it in Arnold's accent. So well, that actually, was... I think that's probably the easiest one on there. Right. Yes. Yes, that's why I started that one. <laughs> That was great. I got like a little easy one before we get into the harder ones. Yes, you yes. got to lay out. <laughs> so one point for Boo Boo. Yes. All right. Can I refill your eggnog for you? Get you something to eat? Drive you out in the middle of nowhere and leave you for dead? Shit. Fuck. <laughs> oh. Classic. 
Barry. Christmas vacation? Yes! <laughs> Woo! Boo boo, two for two. Two for two. All right. Ready for the next one, boo boo? I am. Right. It's Christmas. Nothing bad is going to happen on Christmas. That could be like 5,000 movies. <laughs> Damn. I will say this. It's a newer movie. As in like the past 15, 20 years. <laughs> uh, fuck. It's a classic. Like instant. Yeah. Damn. I'm stumped. You gotta at least make a guess. Bad Santa? <laughs> the correct answer, Dan, is... Columbus. <laughs> oh, of course. Doherty. Yes. <laughs> All right. Ready for question number four? I am. Okay. What kind of car does he drive? I don't know. You don't know? You don't know what kind of car your fiancé drives? A Toyota? A Toyota? Now that's a fast car. He could be here any minute. Oh, boy. This might be a little difficult. Is this a chick flick? No. no but it's... Oh, man. It's a Christmas movie. It, uh, Christmas I'll, horror. Christmas horror movie, yes. And one of my favorites, by the way. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to picture Christmas horror movies in my head. Alright. Can I give him one more clue? No! Alright. That defeats the purpose of the quote. I, I just want... Uh, okay, you want to work. Alright, just one little clue. What, blue owls? Boobs. Boobs? Boobs? Boobs. 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 Uh, fuck. Uh, I'm terrible at quotes. I'm gonna say, damn, fuck. Shit, yeah. fuck. <laughs> Is that the movie? <laughs> no, that's just Lacey Lowe. Come on, shit stick. <laughs> that's my new nickname for this now. This is this is like flashbacks to like that terrible trivia game with Brandon and JP. <laughs> that was never fucking finished. Yeah. <laughs> yeah Jen. Thanks, JP. Oh. Uh, <laughs> uh, All right. Time's up. What Dan, is it? I'm the correct answer. One of my favorite Christmas horror movies that takes place all in a parking garage. P2. Oh. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And we're down to the fifth and final question of Jingle Balls in Your Mouth. Come on, Derek Boo Boo. Three out of five. <laughs> you can redeem yourself here. Okay. Don't you know a kid always wins against two idiots? Don't you know a kid always wins against two idiots? Oh, Home Alone. Is that your final answer? Are you Part, sure two. About Part two, Lost in New York. <laughs> <laughs> yes! yes! <laughs> but what is the full title, please? Home Alone 2, Lost in New York. 
three out of five. Tell him what he's won, Danos. You've won another appearance on Cut to the Chase. Yes! Yeah. What, would I, what would I get if I lost? Uh, another uh, trip to No More Room in Hell. Oh, God. <laughs> well, he's doing that. Right so now. there are a lot of there's a lot at stake here, Boo Boo. Mike versus a tree in trivia. <laughs> hey, at least we're uh, we're conscious and awake here. Yes. <laughs> now, uh, right before we get into uh, our two movies, I just want to ask you: uh, Have you decorated for the holidays yet? We're right at the beginning of December, so you got your tree up yet? Yeah. Yeah, we actually just got the the tree Ooh. up now, and we actually just set up a few Christmas decorations. Didn't get. I don't think we did the window stuff yet, but that should be up maybe sometime during the week. So we're right. almost there. Yeah, we got a couple of candy canes and a little elf with a little dog. A little and a gnome. sign that says "Believe" and our doormat says "Merry Christmas." We're putting up the tree after this episode. Yes, <laughs> we are putting up our tree tonight, Derek Boo Boo. Now. Do you listen to Christmas music while you do it? Is that shit just obnoxious to you? Do you have a do you, tradition? Do you watch anything while you do it? Yeah, we watch. I listen to some Christmas music. I like a lot of like. Uh, there's actually this crazy. You, you know, Rob Halford from Judas Priest. He actually has a absolutely, Christmas album. Absolutely, one of the best concerts I've ever been to. Oh yeah, yeah. He actually has a Christmas album called like Winter Songs. <laughs> does he really? That's awesome. Yeah. And he does like We Three Kings, like We Three Kings. Ah, da, da, da. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, like, uh, how I'm in a great, like, chill mood. I listen to Bob Dylan's Christmas album where he sounds like he smoked like 75 cigarettes before he started singing. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Better you time line. That was better than Dylan. I know. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's great. And that's that's where I listen to a lot of like I like a lot of chill music like that, you know. Yeah. And, and you know, it's not you know, it's not like the carpenters as soon as just begun. You know, it's all <laughs> like when you hear the story of the carpenters, you're like, Oh, this is so depressing, this Christmas music. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then it's better than the music because Christmas music's already at work and it's like you know, five different versions of five golden rings. Five golden rings, four colored birds, three marchants. How many versions of that song do you play? And fucking, then they play like Sound of Music songs. Like, like, how's that have to do with Christmas? What the fuck? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, Derek. There will be another version of that song by the end of this Christmas series. By the time us podcasters are done. Yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Now, um. Obviously, everybody kind of knows us that our forte is horror films. Now, do you kind of break it up, or do you watch classic holiday films, or horror holiday, or just all genres across the board? But, like, do you go hard for Christmas, like movies? Uh, oh, yeah, I watch all different types. Like, I'll mix up, like, any version of A Christmas Carol, you know. Right. And, you know, you know they're, they're all pretty good for different reasons. I even watch the Muppet one all the time. The Muppet one. See, you know. and that's why I love you, Derek, because you're basically like you're the deep cuts guy. You're you always know every version, and even if you're not like a hundred percent familiar with it, you'll just go down the line and name all of them. You know, like I'm so basic. I like you know when you said the Muppets one, like that's as far as my Christmas Carol uh, peripheral goes. Really? <laughs> kind of. Well, 
what about the animated Jim Carrey one? Is that one any good? I don't know. I've never seen it. It's pretty decent. I know. They had a recent one on FX as well. Remember, it was like a miniseries type of thing. Yeah, it was kind of more darker and horror. Right. Right. Yeah. It had like Andy Serkis as Jacob Marley. Oh, Andy Serkis was. Was it like a miniseries? Something like that. Yeah, it was kind of like a two-parter or three-parter, I think. Right, right. Maybe we'll have to cover that next year. Maybe, baby. Maybe. Yeah, my favorites are, uh, I like George C. Scott. He's pretty good at, I am. <laughs> you know, I like him as Scrooge. And, uh, my- I like the, the musical with Albert Finney where he sings, I hate people. <laughs> Fox, <laughs> he knows he does, he told you. See, my favorite one was the Mickey Mouse one. And, you know, you got little oh, Mickey's yeah. son as Tiny Tim. Mm-hmm. He's like, yeah. Mr. Patrick. <laughs> I want to be number one coin. <laughs> <laughs> now, me timbers. <laughs> now, now, boo-boo, do you get into any of the cheesy stuff? Uh, do, I, like I don't, Hallmark? I don't dare say Hallmark movies, but in that vein. I just did. You just did, yeah. Hallmark. I, I don't watch. I don't go out of my way to watch them, but my mom usually ends up watching that channel right. <laughs> most of the time. Right. It's like, you know what else? If it's on, I'll watch it and be like, okay, this is cheesy. I wouldn't sit down and watch like a full day of Hallmark Channel movies. Right. I'm gonna literally go ham on Hallmark movies this year. Okay, here's what I will say. Much like Hallmark or like how Tyler Perry built his own fucking city to just, you know, basically (laughs) reuse all these sets and stuff for different setups and whatnot. It is kind of like the horror industry in that it's very low budget. They just did like a Hallmark movie in my town. Really? In my town of Falmouth, uh, on the Cape. Anybody yeah. Cool in it? Well, because they had the DPW and everybody set up all the Christmas stuff early and stuff like that. Um, they're all so fucking cheesy, though. But like, you gotta respect it. You know, they bang those things out, and it's a money maker for them. And it is fun though to watch them every once in a while and see like actors and actresses that you know that are prominently in horror movies and stuff like that. That's yeah. worth. Or, uh, or like actors Lynch. that uh, you grew up with, <laughs> right? Like yes, like Candace Cameron or Mario Lopez is in like all of them. Or <laughs> <laughs> the, the new star of it is now Chad Michael Murray from like One Tree Hill, which is you great. Know. Like I love that shit. It's so stupid and cheesy that yeah, like it could basically be an episode of Dawson's Creek just pulled right out of it, and that's the Hallmark movie. <laughs> yeah, one of them that I watched had, like, Andy Garcia, and then, like, oh, God, why are you in right. Hallmark? All right, well, enough of that chatter, guys. Let's get down to the fuckstick. Wow. Um, let's make some fucking sandwiches. <laughs> like, pink elephants. Like, let's just fucking get into this. I want half. we are covering bad santa one and two and if you had the unrated version it's called badder santa did we watch that one i don't know oh (laughs) it was pretty bad i'm not gonna lie like like so bad oh my god man we talk about movies being pc nowadays and complain about them and stuff like that there are exceptions but going back to bad santa man i had to look and see what year this was made because this movie is fucking pushes the envelope for sure yeah let's read the description this movie the first film was made in 2003 uh dimension actually put this out 
which was uh, kind of surprising. But, um, anytime I see Dimension now, it like kind of has like a little stigma to it. Right. Um, now, Dimension is a subsidiary of Miramax, correct? Yes. Because, yeah. yeah, it said Miramax on the second one as well. Yeah, but there was no Dimension at the title of it, mm-hmm. was there? And now there's no Weinsteins. Oh, Ooh. okay. All right. So the plot of Bad Santa, guys, <laughs> or Badder Santa. Yes. It's the same movie, but just unrated shit. A miserable con man and his partner pose as Santa and his little helper to rob department stores on Christmas Eve. But they run into problems when the con man befriends a troubled kid. How will the podcasters go about reviewing this movie? We shall see. I want half. <laughs> <laughs> now, Derek, did you know, because uh, me and Dan both looked at each other when uh, we seen this pop up, that... It was executive produced by the Cohen brothers. Yeah. Yes. I kind of that makes sense. It's kind of like a it's kind of in vain of like some of their like dark like crime caper comedies like Fargo and like Raising Arizona. It kind of has like a little bit of that Cohen feel to it. You know what's funny, man? When he's walking through the house, you know, in the beginning of the movie, and he's just you know drinking milk or whatever. It's literally literally season one of fargo like he does that in one of the dude's houses billy bob just goes in people's houses drinks their milk walks around like he owns the place like how like how great is that but yeah you're right like this it's such a coen brothers thing to do yeah exactly now this movie was 2003 i was like a freshman in high school when this came out so i mean obviously like we this is like a over a decade, you know, like 15 right. years, 17 years ago mm-hmm. now. Yep. That's cr- so, I didn't even know this movie was this old until right. until watching it and looking it up. You know. It still feels fresh as fuck to me. Oh, man. It's been a few years since I've seen it. Like, yep. obviously, quite. A, it's actually been quite a while. Yeah. Probably, like, around when the sequel came out, probably is the last time I watched it. Okay. Um, But originally, like, when this film came out, I remember... I didn't see it in the theater. We rented it. Mm-hmm. And... I fucking loved it. Right. Um, I feel like this movie was made for somebody with my type of vocabulary. This is a you movie for sure. 100%. And as I was rewatching it today, it's still laugh out loud fucking funny. It's it's uh, it's unbelievable how much it holds up. It's ridiculous. I, you know, yeah. in 2003, I remember that I didn't see it for about, you know, two years. Because by the time I caught wind of it... Um, I, I remember I was going to watch it at Christmas time. It was out because it was the next year at that point. So it was out and available, but I, I missed out on it. And during that two-year peer, two period span, everybody just fucked. Dude, you have to fucking watch this movie. It's one of the funniest movies. Oh, yeah. I remember and, that. Kind and of- when I did, man, it lived up to the hype. And I was like, this is fucking hilarious. Now, I haven't really watched it since then. So when we watched it for this podcast, it was very fresh. And, you know, I I think that we can all agree that it's definitely regarded as a fucking classic. Oh, even now, like yeah. an instant classic. Yeah. Like, it, it's one of those movies where I, I used to work with this kid at the golf course. And I remember just bad Santa lines all day. Just the, He just spoke in fucking quotes. And it was just like, he was like obsessed with this movie. And I was just like, wow. I was like, this, this movie really is something. Much like a... Uh, you know, like a Talladega Nights or something like that. But yeah, man, this one, this one definitely fucking reached the masses. <laughs> and the fact that it's a Christmas film, yeah, is just even better. <laughs> well, yeah. let's let's talk about that for a second because when you're adapting 
you know, any movie and you try and, and incorporate Christmas with it, it can go really bad. We've seen it happen a lot. We're looking at you, Reindeer Games and Affleck. No, yeah. but I Everybody wrecked on that movie. I liked it. It's an easy target. I've only seen it once, and I think I was like nine. Yeah. yeah. He was the bomb in Phantoms, though. <laughs> he was the fucking bomb in Phantoms, like a motherfucker. No, but uh, yeah, I don't know. There's just so, so much room for error, I feel like, uh, in Christmas movies. And for a movie to kind of do what this movie did, which it definitely has has heart, and, and that's kind of what what's at the root of all Christmas movies, you know? You want you want some redeemable qualities. They have a lot of fucking craziness and dark shit to offset that in this movie. <laughs> like, I love it. It has its heart, but holy fuck, this movie has a lot of everything. I mean, they straight up kill Bernie Mac in this movie. <laughs> yeah, that's great. I forgot it happened, too. Like, right? Exactly. Now, you didn't know what your, like, uh, I asked you to guest, or I asked for guest volunteers or whatever, so, and I said, whatever, you know, you sign up for, uh, it's going to be a surprise, so right. you won't know until we're getting ready to record what we're going to be covering, so. A Secret Santa giveaway. A Secret Santa Chasements movie. Yes. So, how did you feel when this was the film that, or the films that we told you you'd be covering? I was like, yeah, because it's been a while, so. I actually, the second one was a first time watch for me. We'll, we'll get into that when we get into that. Yes. But, but the first one I wanted to revisit for years because I remember loving it because uh, it's a movie that when I first seen it, it everything was perfect for for me. You know, mm-hmm. even like when the standout is Billy Bob Thornton in the movie, I love all the side characters. I love right. Bernie Mac as Jen. I love R.I. Who. It's ironic that both Bernie Mac and John Ritter are both in this movie. Right. And they're both not with us. And it's crazy in that sense. Uh, I love the little little person, Marcus, who <laughs> was in Me, Myself, and Irene. That was the first thing I ever saw, that little black dude. And, uh, <laughs> uh, he's funny. You know, it's great comedic timing. And, you know, I like the dark elements, too. And, you know, uh, I love that Lauren Graham has a Santa fetish. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. <you> know? <laughs> yes. And the little kid, the like the little, you know, Brett the Kelly. little, yeah, Brett Kelly is a little kid. I, I usually more know him as the kid from Trick or Treat that gets the candy. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, yeah, said Dorothy earlier for sure. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah. you know what's kind of ironic about having you on this episode, Derek? Yes. Do you know who the skateboard bully is? He looks familiar. Who is that? He plays Paul in Rob Zombie's Halloween. Oh my God! Really? Yes. What? Which, uh, if listeners, if you haven't listened to that show, definitely go do it. We cover some uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween one and two uh, for thrills and chills. No Derek, shit. Yeah. So it's kind of ironic that I didn't know that that was. It's all you know. coming back to yes. me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> kind of fun though. You know, he gets the pumpkin head on. Yes. Yeah. So, both in iconic Halloween movies. That is fucking cr- I did not recognize it. You didn't even tell me that. I know. I saved it. <laughs> and you know what's great, too, is in the classic, um, you know, uh, movie Friday starring Ice Cube and Chris oh, Tucker. Uh, <laughs> it's, uh, you know, uh, that's Mr. Parker, the midget guy, and Bernie Mac is fucking Miss Parker. Yeah. So there's, so there's that as well. 
<laughs> I thought that was the coolest thing. I'm like, they're in the same movie again. I'm like, this is great. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And you know, you get like little side like performances by like Alex Bernstein, who plays like Lois on Family Guy. Peter. Oh my God, that is her. Yes. Uh, yeah, from uh, Mad TV as well. Yeah, yeah. dude. Yeah. yeah. And who's the guy? Uh, you got the cop dude from Mike and Molly, still in the same cop uniform. Yeah. From, uh, the guy from. Yes. The guy from Office Space. The guy from Office Space as well. Oh, I forget his name. Uh, or, yeah, that guy. And then there's a lot of comedians in this movie. This cast is stacked. I think the most surprising character in this, though, was obviously, you know, you mentioned her already. Fuck me, Santa. Uh, <laughs> the Gilmore Girls' mom, Lauren Graham. I right. mean, her, like, I mean, everybody knew her as, like, this wholesome mother on the CW. Right. You know, so to see her in this role. Right. <laughs> this was big. This, the Gilmore Girls were big during this, yes, this movie, yes. right? Yeah. yeah, that that was shocking to say the least. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was just such a badass movie. No pun intended. But like, I remember seeing it and being like, "Oh shit!" Like, okay, I I haven't necessarily you know reached the peak of cultivating my uh, my 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 comedic likeness. But if it were to be a peak, it would be this movie. Like, this is the cream of the crop. Like, this movie was so fucking funny. Yeah, you know, it's always funny to watch a movie with Dan, and especially one that we haven't watched together, right. to get him at laugh-out-loud moments. Like, right. because, like, uh, we'll get, like, I'll start to laugh or he'll start to laugh, and then we both just, like, start thinking oh. about the joke and just start cracking up. Yeah. Like, I mean, when uh, Marcus, uh, when he, when... Thurman Merman comes up to, you know, Santa for the first time at the uh, Santa station at the mall. And he's sitting there talking to him. And he looks, Billy Bob looks over at Marcus and he goes, Marcus, get this kid out of here. He's freaking me out. He's freaking me out. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, we literally laughed at that for like a good two whole minutes. Uh, It's it's just like the whole like relationship that it's just so fucking hilarious. Like, he's just like. Making out with Lauren Graham on the bed, and he brings in a wooden pickle. I made you a wooden pickle. <laughs> right. <laughs> and he cut his fucking hand making it. He's like, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you can see like the conflict of him wanting to be good versus right. bad, and like this little kid brings like a little piece of heart to him. Right, and, and like the Grinch. Here's here's what I'll say about the comedy, and and I think why it works so well. It's so fucking dry. That you have to have somebody like Billy Bob that, like, at this point, too, I'm pretty sure, like, this was when fucking, you know, he was in the public eye for all the relationships that he was in with Angelina Jolie or whatever. Yeah, that was so yeah. weird. And and all of that kind of stuff that he was known as a bad motherfucker. So to cast somebody like him, it just worked so well with everyone. Like, he's just so fucking sarcastic. His humor is so dry, and he literally has no filter, too. And I think that's why, you know, when you're like, that's my kind of movie, I think that's why a lot of people can relate to it, because a lot of the times in our everyday life, we have to have a filter in order to, like, you know, keep our jobs and shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, but he just doesn't have one. He's and like, it's I don't just know, that He does fuck. not. Yeah, and, like, I don't know, when I watch movies like this, it's like, it's like, man, is I'd love to live my life like that, just like not giving a fuck. But then you realize why you don't, because you know people you like that like, end up in jail. You end or, up like Willie, right? Exactly. Shot <laughs> no. Times in the back. Yeah. 
Yeah, you end up in a hotel eight, trying to I fucking shot him bang eight mom. Times. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, what was the toy that that kid wanted? And he goes, "The fuck is that?" <laughs> <laughs> I, I can't remember what the toy is. Yeah, because he was like saying it like very like soft spoken, and so it was like what? <laughs> it, well, it was like something that like you never. Heard. Like his responses to the kids was so funny. They pretty much did like every type of kid you could possibly do between the two the two movies. Like I thought they just fucking killed it. Oh, it yeah. was a fraggle a fraggle stick. Yeah, fraggle stick. What the fuck is a fraggle stick? From like fraggle rock. Fuck, it's a fraggle stick. Yeah, I don't know. So, like, I completely, like, related to his response. I was like, the fuck is that? <laughs> <laughs> Santa can do magic. He's like, here, I'll make you fucking disappear. <laughs> he just pisses himself. It's great. <laughs> yeah, and then the second one, he's like, he peed on him. He's like, oh, he's like, I thought that was me. <laughs> now, I want to get into a little bit of, you know, obviously, like, traditions. And this movie kind of, like, emulates a few of them. Yeah. So, obviously... The, the theme of this movie a little bit is, you know, Santa at the mall. Right. And, I mean, what a shit job that would honestly be. So, right. like, right. I love the concept of this fucking movie. Yeah. And then you add in a heist with it. It's just, and then the weird little boy. But I want to talk about pictures at the mall with Santa mm-hmm. right now. So, like, I, I just want to state for the record, I completely relate to Billy Bob. <laughs> and if I was the Santa, I would probably be the one. Right. Um, now, did you, do you guys have any... Uh, Pictures at the mall with Santa stories. Derek's like, uh, I loved it. <laughs> I lived it. I was Santa once. Really? Yeah, it wasn't for a mall, though. I dressed up for my friend's little son for, like, his second Christmas. That suit was skin tight. Let's just put that way. I was like, I was afraid to sit down on that motherfucker. I was like, oh, my God. And the beer is... Smelled like goat cheese. It was pretty bad. Oh. So I could relate. Wow. It was probably the beer they used in the movie. Did you have a flask? I should have. I would have. Um, the only Santa story that like I can remember is I went and seen Bad Mom's Christmas at uh, Flick's Brew House. Oh, right on. And they had a Santa there before. And um, I just remember... Uh, it was like a free, like you could do a free photo op with Santa to mm-hmm. promote this film. It was like on a Wednesday. It was kind of cool. Right on. And um, I just remember the Santa was like, get your booty over here. <laughs> Whoa. Like, what? <laughs> and of course I was married at the time. My husband didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> wow. He was like, that's Santa. Like it was just a big fat dude. You know? Do you think I would have that reaction? <laughs> uh, you probably would have punched Santa out. <laughs> get your booty over here. <laughs> Went like, Rodney what? King on him, like, Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> another one of the traditions in this film, uh, which I think has like kind of gotten you know bigger over the years, uh, which is the advent calendar. I mean, it's always kind of been there, but I feel like there's more awareness for it now. You want to know because... something weird? As we were watching this, I, I happened to pull up Facebook for a minute and somebody w- was posting about their advent calendar, really? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yep, was it Scott? Yeah. Uh, yes, it was Scott. It fucking was Scott. Yes. <laughs> and you'll get to hear him on another episode. Yes. Oh, my God. I was like, I didn't even pay attention, but now that you say it, yes, Yeah, he it has a Gremlins advent calendar. Yes, which, that's what it was. Which is really cool because it's like a uh, like, uh, theater setup kind of with chairs. Are there Gremlins in them? Yes. yes. One had One was like a furball Gremlin. 
Is like, BB Cates in one of them? I don't know. We don't know yet. BB <laughs> Cates in Fast Times. Yes. Get in the red <laughs> you open it up and it's a <laughs> bathing suit. And the song oh. starts playing. <laughs> yes, like a card. You guys are ridiculous. Anyway. Yes, let's do it. Stop let's it. Pat in it. This Sorry. Is, this is ridiculous. I got excited. We know. Uh, <laughs> so, advent calendar, guys. So, uh, now you have like all different variations. Like you can get a wine advent calendar, you can get a beer advent calendar. Like I know I'm notice I'm talking about alcohol here. <laughs> Shocker. Um, <laughs> but they do have um, you know, storybooks, uh obviously Gremlins ones. There was one for Halloween even. Oh. You know, uh have you ever had an advent calendar, Derek? I have not. Uh, I don't think they were really big around here when I was a kid. I heard of them, but I just never seen them around. If that makes sense. Yeah, I remember my mom had like this one of our. It was like one of my favorite things. It wasn't like so much. It was it was an advent calendar, but it was a reusable advent calendar. It was like I wish we. I wish I still had it. It was like my favorite thing. It was uh, this brown little knitted thing, and it had twenty four or twenty five um, little holes in it. You know. Um, mm-hmm. Pockets. It had like 25 pockets in it, and each one had a little um, decoration in it. So like, Ooh. it with a with a paper clip. So um, or not a paper clip, but a safety pin. Yep. So once you the day passed, you would stick the safety pin and put it in the knit of the pocket, so oh. it was hanging out. So yeah. like, it, yeah, yeah, I, cool. it was literally like my favorite thing. I I still have the um, little toys of it, but I don't have the safety pins or the brown pocket thing <laughs> the button, but yeah, yeah right. that's like one of my favorite things that i have in my mom's so right on. yeah right nice. on yo but i do want to get a wine calendar at some point do they are they like little bottles of wine in them yeah that's like why don't we have because they go like the day that they get all right so it's all these that has them <laughs> they sell out you mean yeah the day that they yeah get, i can see that the day that they come out they sell out they're like that's what's 50 up. bucks yeah hell yes i'm getting hell one yes sure do it. They should. They should make. <laughs> they got them, a beer one too. They should do them at the uh, dispensaries with little weed nuggies in them. I'm sorry. Little nuggy nugs, nug nugs. So you want a weed? <laughs> a weed avocado, and then you know you open it up. Maybe one's like a little bowl. Maybe one's a little uh, pen battery with oil. Who knows? It's Christmas. <laughs> well, I think it should be different strains. Maybe, uh, maybe you can get one sent uh, directly from Mike Merriman. Well, you It'll should, be brown. You should patent this for when it's legalized in all states. Yes, I should. I should. Or just sell it in the states that it's legal. Merry <laughs> Christmas to me. <laughs> all right, so let's get back to Bad Santa, guys. Yes. All right, so let's get back to Bad Santa, guys. So obviously this movie is really quotable um, between Billy Bob, uh, you know, Willie, Marcus, the little boy. Um, I weigh 92 pounds, you dick. <laughs> <laughs> the, all the midget jokes, like, first of all, they're endless throughout both movies. Like, they literally never stop. And talking about Billy Bob's dick. Yes. Exa- yeah, that too. My fuck stick. <laughs> you want to see it? What are some of your favorite from this, Derek? Uh, I can't think of, like, how the... the- I love the whole scene between John, any scene between John Ritter and Bernie Mac. Uh, oh, yes. It's just great, like, John Ritter's little, like, little interactions. Like, he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he's talking about sex and shit. It's, like, fucking great. Uh, 
for like quote quotes. I just love that whole scene too with Bernie Mac too. Where he's like, you know, Marcus is trying to give him like give him a deal on like the what he wants, and he's like, how about thirty percent half, forty percent half, forty five half, forty eight. I want half, <laughs> motherfucker. <laughs> I want goddamn half now. One of my personal favorites is when, uh, you know, he's sitting there eating his lunch. I would be so pissed if this actually happened. So, yeah. So, no, I would be so pissed if somebody disturbed me on my lunch break. So, when uh, the mom with the short blonde hair comes up with her little asshole kid, he's like, I'm on my fucking lunch break, or I'm on my goddamn lunch break. <laughs> <laughs> like, I could see myself having that similar right. reaction. Oh, absolutely. I kind of feel like I am Billy Bob. Right. But, like, repressed. No, dude, when you're on break sometimes and you only have, like, you know, sometimes 10 minutes, even five minutes, if somebody comes and fucks with and fucking talks to you for, like, a minute or two, like, are you serious? Get the fuck away from me now. <laughs> Like, are you, like, are you trying to die? And it's like, some people just don't pick up your energy at all. Right. And yeah. I'm like, go away. <laughs> like, they just it's don't like normal. It. That's like normal life stuff. Like, right there, leave me the fuck alone. I'm on lunch. You know? <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah. one of my favorite quotes was, was when they did have the advent ca- calendar, and the little kid goes, candy corn. And he goes, well, they all can't be winners. <laughs> <laughs> Like, it's just uh, so fucking, like, it's just so so downtrodden and just uh, like, oh, man, I love it. Especially as, you know, Halloween fans as well, <laughs> to have that brought back up is awesome. Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> hilarious. Uh, another, I just like, like, when John Ritter catches him fucking the plus-size lady and the fucking, <laughs> I'll fuck you until you can't shit anymore. And then comes back <laughs> And it comes back later when Octavia, another Halloween two connection, Octavia Spencer. Yes, yes, <laughs> you know, dude, right? I the last time you did that, I couldn't shit. <laughs> He's like, "You want me to make you a sandwich?" She's like, "I got the sandwich right here." <laughs> As we were watching it, and the grandma, she's like, "I'll make some sandwiches." And Dan goes, is that fucking Cloris Leachman? <laughs> it is Cloris yeah, Leachman. I, I didn't realize that was her either until this watch. It's so crazy. No, this this fucking cast is so stacked. Like, and that's what I'm saying. Like, when you have such an eclectic group of actors like this, I don't know. Like, it seems like everybody was nailing it. The only thing that I didn't get was the Metamucil with Bernie Mac. What do you mean? He was drinking Metamucil. And, like, making a big deal about stirring it and, like, taking a sip and, like, ah. Like, I didn't, like, for some reason, like, maybe somebody could point it out, but, like, there was, maybe like, a Mid- focal Mid- point. Maybe Metamucil, like, helped make the movie and it was one of their sponsors. <laughs> <laughs> that very well could have been. Yeah, exactly. I think that was my most subdued what do you mean ever, by the way. Occasionally, what do you mean? What you like mean? general... Confusion. Yeah, I was, yeah. yeah, I don't think I, we haven't had one of those. In, like, I know, but like, I, I just, it's the things that I think. <laughs> I think it was just a like, character I'm... trait, you know, like right. maybe he just likes Metamucil, you know. I... Right, exactly. You also had the little bastard from Punked in this. Oh, that little fucker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he was stealing and Bernie Mac catches him. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Yeah, yeah. Do you remember that little bastard from Punk? Yeah. He takes his grandmom's fucking MP3 player as grandma got from <laughs> He just grips it from him. <laughs> yeah, no, and some of the John Ritter stuff is great. Uh, what, one of the good quotes in it, he's just like, 
He's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I'm talking about firing a little black midget, a small colored African-American small person. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about your face all over goddamn USA Today. That's what I'm talking about. I'm talking about 150 of these little motherfuckers all over the sidewalk out there, holding picket signs and using bullhorns and shit like that, screaming mm. out and hollering your name out. Unfair practices, get me? <laughs> I got I got nothing wrong with you people. What do you mean, you people? <laughs> you people. You people. <laughs> like, oh, man, so perfect. Stordick don't want shit. And he's like, what do you mean? And he's like, Stordick don't want shit. Stordick is dead. He's like, I didn't know Stordick was sick. <laughs> I just like, like Marcus's like reactions. Like he's just staring to see his fucking Billy Bob Thorne playing pinball with this one girl. And there's like his reaction. Like, what the fuck is wrong oh. with this? Dude, dude, that, okay, that scene, <laughs> like, it, like, okay, in all of the scenes of this movie, like, that could easily just fall by the wayside. That is one of the funniest fucking things I've ever seen. Like, if there was one little short clip that you would get somebody to watch to give them an idea of what this movie is, it's those, like, five seconds right there where he's just like, you gotta thrust, you gotta thrust. And then he's just literally just, like, doing it right back. Like, some of the most ridiculous, obscene shit ever. And it's <laughs> fucking hoax. And, you know, I'm surprised you guys haven't said one of the most, and uh, in, in the world that I grew up in, anyways, uh, yes. the most quoted line. Which is... Which was I ain't shit rat for a week. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I don't shit rat for a week. Octavia Spencer says. It's crazy that that's fucking Octavia Spencer. Like, yeah, the stack, the cast is stacked as you guys both. Know. And and like you said too, you know, we're we're throwing out quotes here, but the reason why too is because this movie is so fucking quotable. It's probably one of the most quotable movies ever. Uh, because it's probably one of the funniest movies ever. You know, it's up there with like your wedding crashers and and all those type of classic and, comedies. And it's like whenever you watch it, like it's just gonna bring those quotes back into your mix. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And and here's the thing too about <clears throat> you can be basically rude, crude, as mean as you want, but if you're mean spirited in your movies, that's kind of where you lose me. At no point did I ever feel like this character wasn't really redeemable. Like, when he's doing things like trying to kill himself <laughs> and, like, all these fucked up things or whatever, it really is, like, you, you don't feel like he's ever really crossed a line that he can't kind of revert, revert back. He gets shot bringing the pink fucking elephant. That's what I'm saying, yeah, and he has a great arc throughout that movie. I even feel like in the second movie, as soon as he... Uh, well, we'll get there after, but you already see his moral compass come into play early and, and then it's tested, but it's already at a place where the first movie brought us to at the very end. Yeah. Which, which he is a better person. Right. Yeah. Now, there are three fight sequences that I want to bring to your guys' attention in this film. The first being when, you know, you're talking about his moral compass. <laughs> so at the beginning... Uh, when he's like, I'm going to go straight. Uh, and he's like, I'll call you around Christmas, you know. And he go he's like, no, he's like, I'm going to go and have a, I'm going to go to Miami and open up a bar. And like, so. You ain't doing shit. He's like, you're going to spend all your money kill your <laughs> liver. Um, and so he, so the next scene, it cuts, it says several months later and it's him at a bar, you know, and he's like cutting up limes and lemons. <laughs> and like, it looks like he owns a fucking bar. And this dude comes up, he's like. 
you get out from behind the bar. Put that drink down. And he's just like chugging it. That dude was from Mad TV too. That dude yes. was. Yes. Now, do you believe for a second that dude would kick Billy Bob's ass? No, no. And you know what's funny about it? On the Joe Rogan podcast, he's like a tough guy talking shit. And Joe Rogan's like, shut up. He's like, what are you talking about? He was like, don't talk like that. He was just like, no, you will you will get owned. He was like, what are you talking about? So, no, that guy not only cannot do that, but but nobody else believes that he could either. <laughs> and then the the second fight is when... It's not really a fight at all, but it's when uh, <laughs> Billy Bob is, shows up completely shit-faced. And <laughs> oh, he, starts, he starts punching Dude. out the plastic reindeers. and like That was the best. <laughs> Why don't you get your fucking kids out of there, or would you stand and watch? Right. What right. would you do? Like, yeah, exactly. We're not parents, but if we were, like, we would have ushered our little Chasey baby out of there. <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I mean, I'd like to think I would, but I'm also lacy. So. I'd be- <laughs> no, you, what you'd be like is like, like here, baby, take here, you would, yeah, exactly, and then you, you'd be like, here, get my phone ready to film it, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just this drunk dude, yeah. People love Des Moines. Yeah, we have a group. Uh, like, there's this Facebook page oh, called the dude. People of Des Moines. So many crackheads. I don't know if they have it for like the people of Boston or whatever, but there's a group here called the People of Des Moines. Yep. And it's just the most ridiculous people. And <laughs> it, that scene just reminds me of something that would happen. <laughs> I, I feel like Billy Bob, too, for this movie, um, I, I truly was convinced uh, during, the, uh, during the scenes where he was drunk. Like, I truly believed that he was drunk. He was really shit faced. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then the third and final fight that I would like to talk about is, uh, you know, um, obviously he goes and beats up the bullies after he sees that the kid has a black eye. And that's actually kind of what made him realize that, you know, he needed to be a better person. And uh, he was going to kill himself. And then he's like, well, no, I need to help this kid out, you know. So he goes and um, beats up the kids or whatever. And he was like, you know what? I need to teach this kid how to fight. And so he takes Thurman boxing with Marcus. Oh, my And God. literally when, you know, they're all, like, falling on the floor. And when Marcus bounced, I swear he looked <laughs> like Robinson when Jones knocked him out the other night. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> like go up in the air <laughs> like he like literally fucking bounced back <laughs> you never hit a man in a dick <laughs> i love that scene oh like, my god I think it's, it's so maybe great my fa- i think that's maybe the loudest i laughed at the movie honestly well and that comes back at the end too with the bully mm-hmm. yeah really your friend's not here to stand up for you what are you gonna do punk kid <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> now, actually, I'm um, hoping you can settle a debate for us, Derek. Uh, Dan and I thought about this for a good five minutes. Uh-huh. Right. So do you remember when he's lighting the paper bags? Yes. Okay. So there's a scene where it, like, shows that on the left side of him, or is it the right side? Uh, the right side of him, um, the bags are not lit. But then, like, it cuts to the kid, and then it cuts back to him, and then the bags are lit. Dan is trying to say that it's the property line and the bags are not lit. Like, he says that the rest of the street is already lit. But I say that it shows that they're already lit. So it's like a flub. Yeah, so do you think it's a flub or do you think Dan is right? I would say it, it could be a flub, but I, I could, Dan could be right too. I don't, you know what I mean? It's well, actually. I, I also, I, I like that too, how that, first of all, ties into his character development. Like, he's just doing what the fucking guy asked him to. Um, yeah. 
But yeah, like, like he says, everybody's doing it, right? So all of them would be lit up um, from from their property on. You know, he's just going down the line, lighting all of his. So there still aren't three, four, five of them that aren't lit. But I believe that that stops at the at the property line. Yeah, this, has, he, th this will have no bearings on anything ever, anytime. Ever, no, I just wanted. It was a fight <laughs> that we were having. So. Yeah, yeah, I, that makes sense because it would be up to the other people to light the bags in front of their houses. Right, exactly. But yeah. I'm saying that it's like a, it's kind of like a bad take. Okay, could be. It could like, be. It looks like they're all filled on his side, but then you go back and they're not. But anyways, let's get into the really important question of the movie. What the fuck is a talking walnut? <laughs> yeah, right? He's like, the mom and Mary and Joseph in the talking walnut. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess he's meaning Jesus. He's calling Jesus talking walnut? I think so. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the implication, yes. You know... As much weird as that kid is, I think he was perfect for this role. Like, when he climbs up over him to, like, read the advent calendar to right. Billy Bob. Yep. Like, Do you want the chocolate? He's like, no, you go ahead. He's like, watch my nuts. <laughs> I love this kid. Yeah, he is Brett great. Kelly was perfect in this. I felt so bad for him. Mm -hmm. Like, this is the, this is, he's the heart of the film, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And did you guys hey. like him as the, my hey, opinion might change in the sequel, but we'll get into that in a minute. Right, right. Is this more serial killer-ish? <laughs> <laughs> now, um, do you guys like the heist aspect of this film? Yeah, I, I did. He, here's the thing, though. Um, you know, I'm not going to, like, nitpick it or whatever, I also do feel like all of that wasn't really necessary. Um, they probably could have told a similar story without having that aspect of it. You know, but I, I also think too though that you have to you have to kind of walk a line because when you're talking about a guy just rolling up in people's houses and, you know, Chorus Leachman wants to just make him sandwiches and he's basically <laughs> like, you know, squatting <laughs> in a sense, you know. Yeah. Um these are some pretty fucked up dark things. Like, it's pretty fucked up. So you have to sympathize with this guy somewhat and believe that he's not going to completely, you know, pull an unbreakable and just start living in these people's fucking houses with them dead in the in the basement or whatever, you know? But um, I don't know. I just think that it's it, that there, there's a line that you have to balance. And I think that with the heist stuff, it, it made it kind of um, just, I guess, more fun. And and it provided kind of a different view of Billy Bob um, as opposed to him with just this kid. Because I feel like that would have gotten played out real quick, too. I love how they play off each other. I think it's fucking hilarious. Like, you know, the, almost like this kid doesn't know better. And, and I think that, yeah, obviously he realizes he's not Santa, but he just wants a friend. And, like, and, and it's just, it's very lighthearted. And I don't think that you can achieve that lightheartedness without seeing, you know, all the high scenes, you know, him with the midget, all those kind of things. Right. Yeah. What I like about it is it's kind of realistic heist too. Like, it's, I can right. actually see, like, this kind of happening where you get, like, a mall Santa and, a, like, his little helper uh, <laughs> doing, like, a scheme and robbing all these malls together. Right. It's very interesting. And they have, like, a downward, like, plan and shit. But yep. he's getting, and you could tell, like, near the end where you, even Marcus says, you're getting fucking sloppier and sloppier each time we do this. 
Right. And it gets to the point where Marcus ends up fucking betraying him, you know? <laughs> right. Sort of don't want shit. <laughs> so, the one aspect of the film that I didn't like yeah. is Marcus's wife. Like, she just annoys me to no end. Like, I, she doesn't take away from the movie. I just don't like her personally. Like, her face just annoys me. Um, yeah. It didn't... She didn't really serve that much of a purpose. Did like, you get the lupa? Like, he was like, I, you know, <laughs> and I think they tried to explain it away in the sequel, and he's just like, I was pussy blind or whatever. Like, however... He kind of explains it or whatever, but they did. I, I feel like she wasn't even necessary. Like he could have been like, "Hey, like I'm just a scumbag," and that would have sufficed just as much. Yeah, yeah. I just she felt a little too extra for me. But then again, it, he did need to get the clothes from that mannequin, and if he didn't have to get the clothes, we wouldn't have seen that scene of him chopping down the mannequin. Right. <laughs> so I just for like that, face. it's worth it just to have that character in there. <laughs> Honestly. All right, guys, should we get into the ratings of bad? Santa. Yeah, let's, let's rate do it. this bitch. All right, Boo Boo, you ups. It's a classic. It's a five out of five. It's fucking great. I love it. Yes, great dude. fucking movie. Great characters. I love every characterization in this movie. They're fun, you know. I even like the uh, the fucking Lois. yeah. You know, she's funny. It makes it's funny. It's a mail order bride. It makes sense, you know, for his character to do. Be with somebody like that because right. of his small stature. <laughs> you know, right. it's fucking funny in that sense. And you know, I love, you know, the scheminess of the. You know, I'm just gonna kill Bernie Mac, yo. <laughs> <laughs> He's so great in this movie too. Yeah, Bernie Mac's great. John Ritter's great. Yep, they're all great. Even right. crazy Lauren Graham. Fuck me, Santa. Fuck me, Santa. Fuck me, Santa. Santa. Santa's sister. Yeah, I give this, yeah. Hi, <laughs> Santa's Mrs. Claus's sister. Now, I always wondered uh, how how much she actually knew about what's going on. She seems kind of blissfully ignorant. Like, it seems like if she knew that he just showed up at this kid's house one day and was just living there or whatever, she wouldn't be so apt to just be chilling in the hot tub. Mm-hmm. She did have a Santa fetish, though. So. And she did. She did stay and take care of the kid after he went to jail, yeah. too, so... Well, he didn't go to jail. Oh, that's right, yes. Yeah. That, that's true, yeah. Because he wrote after the he letter, away. pinning it all on Marcus. After he went away, I'm sorry. Yeah, when he went away and she went to get the, the hospital to heal, yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, now, yeah. what do you rate this film, Dan? Um, I, you know, I will echo exactly what Derek said. It's a, it's a total and complete instant fucking classic. And here's what I'll say about this movie, too. I know that for a lot of people, um, to connect with, with with Christmas movies, sometimes they get a little cheesy or whatever. I like how this kind of explores the other side of it. The I love getting drunk around Christmas <laughs> time like type of vibes. Because, you know, that's what it's all about. It's like being with, with, with people that care about you, that, that you care about. Um, and, and I love how this kind of portrays a darker side of the holidays while still staying true to the spirit of Christmas, which is, Hey, this guy's not a complete scumbag and he's got an arc and he will be better by the end of the movie. And I think it is. And I think that I wouldn't necessarily call it like, Oh, it's, it's a heartwarming tale. It's one of the funniest fucking movies ever. And it just happens to be a Christmas movie and I absolutely love it. So yeah, five out of five complete classic and for me you know this seems like the perfect film to or the perfect films to kick off our cut to the chase miss or 
our 12 days of chase miss yeah we've messed around with both of those names and ended up with 12 days of chase miss <laughs> yes but uh this is definitely just up our alley it I feel like this movie was made for, you know, people like us. Yes. Um, or, you know, I think it was kind of made for everybody, that repressed feelings that you get when you just want to say, the fuck? Right. You know, like, everybody <laughs> My favorite has- word is fuck. Yes. You know, and so I I believe, like, I have, I have not seen anybody ever hate on this movie right. whatsoever. Right. Um, I mean, it is a classic, and I think you can watch it at any time of year, honestly, not just Christmas, because it's that fucking funny. I give it a five as well. Without a doubt. And I think one of the truest tests of a movie like this, you know, is will it get you into the Christmas spirit? And we kind of we kind of tested that out this year. And, you know, we're watching it in the beginning of December to kick off this holiday show. So I was like, okay, like it's a it's kind of a raunchy comedy. Um, will it will it kind of get you in the mood? And it completely did. Like, it really did. And that's the thing. Like, when we're having fun and we're enjoying a movie, laughing together, isn't that what it's all about? Fuck me, Santa. Yes. <laughs> There's a little of that, too. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, all of these oh, things that are just... Sense, <laughs> it took you a second on that one. Uh, but, yeah, like, these are just fun vibes that I love movies like this that give off. And, you know, as raunchy as it is or whatever, it still fills me with with Christmas spirit and definitely got me in the mood this year. So I'm glad that we chose this movie and this next movie that we're about to review to kick off the 12 Days of Chasemus. Which is Bad Santa 2. Now, this film came 15, 14 years after? What's it? 2016. So it's quite a while from from 2003 to 2016. That's a long time for a sequel. Yeah. Uh, yes. You know, and I was I was very apprehensive going into seeing this back when it came out because I loved the original so much, and I was hoping that it wasn't going to be something along the lines of you know Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels and Dumb and Dumber. Oh, isn't that like isn't that is. the whole thing? Right, like. Yeah. It's one of the hardest things making a sequel. You either got to do it very quickly. Mm -hmm. The capitalizing momentum. But if you don't, every year that goes by, it it gets it that margin grows that it's gonna that that the the margin grows that it's gonna be a bad movie. And waiting this long, I honestly think that because it was such a fucking instant classic people were afraid to fucking do a sequel. Like, why touch that? It's so great. Um, At the same time, I'm glad they did because I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. Yeah, and this one, the plot is fueled by cheap whiskey, greed, and hatred. Willie teams up once again with his angry little sidekick, Marcus. Willie? To to knock off a Chicago charity on Christmas Eve. (laughs) Yes. Dun, 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 dun. (laughs) And that gets into that aspect, though, automatically when... When the little guy recruits him again and he shows that it's like a charity, automatically he's already got a little bit of... Well, the beginning of the film is trying to kill himself again. Well, that too. Like, he's getting depressed. Like, he's trying to, (laughs) you know, put himself in the oven and, like, he doesn't have enough electricity. Yeah, well, let's, let's get into that. Where do you... How do you feel about where it did kind of pick up? Because when you do, you know, go that long... It's tough. It's tough sometimes. It's like, okay, 
you know, he even says uh, a quote similar, like, there are no happy endings, you know? And right. it's like, that's not the ending of the story. It just goes on and and it gets worse. And I feel like with him trying to kill himself at the beginning, I liked it because it set the scene in terms of his relationship to the kid, obviously. It explains uh, his relationship with... Uh... Gilmore's mom, um, right. Mrs. Claus's sister. He says, you know, every he's like, she got sick of my shit. You right. can only puke in your lover's lap so many times. Right. That's such a yeah. secret thing to do, though. Just mentioned it away. Yeah, okay. but, but I get it. At the I same get it time. too. So obviously, she was aware at some point. Look, it's all about how those things are handled that kind of makes it easy to transition into the second movie. So if you believe the setup in the beginning, like I, I believe they kind of seamlessly do then yeah getting used to it i i will say that the the kid older now can't get past it it's just too weird uh, he's like ted bundyus he is dude. he's like a baby huey uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah i mean he is very creepy like he has this creepy like dead eye stare right like but right. then there's a moment in the movie where that goes away and we'll get into that in a little bit yeah but it it does go away for me but so the beginning of this film, it reminds me of that bar scene that I was talking about um, when he goes. Um, oh yes, you know it, it reminds me of you know he was trying to go to the good or whatever, and he, you think he has a bar when he's cutting the limes or whatever. <laughs> yeah. But then it goes to so the opening of this, he's driving a nice car. He's in like it seems like a vest, and he looks like he's rich. <laughs> yep. And you find out like he's a shitty valet. <laughs> and, like, he wrecks the yeah. car like right away. Yeah, he crashes the car because he's staring at a girl breastfeeding. So I feel like it has the same momentum in that capacity. Right. Um, right. It's not as uh, fast-paced or um, quick. Right. With the humor with, with him the, with in the this comedy. one. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Um, it does fall a little flat. Right. But I do think this film is underrated as fuck. It's good. It's definitely not PC. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. And this was, and the fact that you know you brought this up when we were watching it, Dan, is that it's 2016, and we're talking about how you know movies don't get made like this anymore. This is only four years ago. That's it. So, and this, it's probably the last film that's been really not PC. Um. So here's the thing. Here's here's my view on that. I do feel like they're always gonna make these movies. I I do. I also feel like though that as like a huge commercial success, kind of like. You know, and I'm assuming the first one was, um, or it definitely yeah. became so after, uh, you know, uh, on DVD sales or whatever. It's just hard these days. Um, I thought that this movie, I'll be honest with you, if it's from 2016, I can tell you that that's got to be one of the best comedies in the past five years for sure. For sure. Yeah. Because because I, I, I do pretty we pretty much keep up with the comedies for the most part, right? Yeah. And and we hit everything. We we hit the, the chick flicky ones and we, <laughs> we do all of them. We yeah. we run the gambit. So that for me though, that's my type of humor. Like I like again, much like the first one, it's the type of humor that's fucking laugh out loud. Now here's one thing that, that they really nailed in the first one was just the timing, right? The way Billy Bob would look at people, like just some of his looks or other people's reactions Marcus, to him. Yeah. yeah, those were so like pitch perfect that those are the things that I kind of look for in the sequel. And honestly, they delivered that not only in spades, but like adding Kathy Bates into it. Oh my God, you guys, are I you serious? I think she definitely stole the show. 
She did, dude. She steals so much. She's the best much. part of the movie. She yeah. really like, fucking is. Billy Bob felt like he was kind of neutered in this one compared to the first one, in my opinion. I, I would agree. I would agree with that. I would agree. But at, at the same time, it's not like the whole movie was missing that. Between no. the both, it was almost yeah. like more because she was in it and she's making the short jokes with the guy too. When she and- goes... And she goes, you go, little sperm. Right. Yes. <laughs> My favorite. He goes, oh, oh, okay, you go, you go, little sperm. And he's just like scooting up the fucking vent. Oh, my God. And she, okay, she's a genius. I mean, listen, we think automatically, you know, um, uh, misery, right? She's but, one mean bitch. Dude, um, between American Horror Story, between the water boy, I mean, Kathy Bates is so fun ridiculously funny even in some of the american horror story coven stuff i've seen like she is so over the fucking top she she is probably one of my fucking favorites i literally hated her on the office though hated her oh yeah no she's the worst on the office oh for sure for sure yeah but no she is so great but everything else and i didn't know because uh you know the little guy comes to him um in the beginning of the movie with two thousand dollars and that's what basically sermon deliver it yes yeah, he has thermal delivery, and that's when he's like, "Get the chair," because you know that's it. He, he he will live Are you for two thousand dollars. Yeah, that was weird. Yeah, that's pop my chair. That yeah. was fucking too weird. And he's like, "No, I'm gonna get Octavia Spencer to do it for you." <laughs> and they brought her back, which was cool. That was fucking great. That uh, was great. Now, I think my favorite part uh, about Thurman Merman is the fact Thurman that Merman. is the fact that he is now a sandwich maker. Mm-hmm. Like that's what he grew yeah, up he to be. Like a, yeah. Like a subway type restaurant. Like I and he's wearing the fucking plastic gloves. Right. Right. Like, he kind of reminds me of the marshmallow and Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, the marshmallow man, uh, the Stay Puffed. I don't know why, but yeah. Uh, uh, listen, you could go two ways, and they went. They went with they're going to make this kid even weirder than the first movie. Now, they could have – see, I was thinking like, well, maybe, you know, this kid will be hanging around and he'll start fucking adapting some of Billy Bob's traits. Like, you know, fucking get a mouth on him and those kind of things. And he just doesn't. And he just gets even weirder, which I think it's it's very off-putting, especially in a movie like this where it just – it's. It's one of those things that makes a movie like this very unique. You know, they add in kind of a curveball to be like, to kind of be like, what is this? Like, this is such an odd little fucking relationship. But, but I also think that that's what makes the movie work. I think that that's its strong point. And, you know, they could have they could have just done like a little a little shithead kid, you know, like the kid from Punked and have them emulate him and, hey, fuck it, you have a kid swearing and all these things. Um. But I feel like that's too basic. I feel like that's too easy. So the way, the direction that they took Thurman Merman as kind of off-putting as he looks on screen in that tight T-shirt and stuff, um, I still do like his character. Oh, I love that scene where he's just riding in that one of those, like, you know, those bicycle things where you ride in the back and he's like, can I try? He's he right. wanted to ride the bike. Like, yeah, he's like, I want to ride the bike, and he's like, I need my bike back. Like, like, <laughs> the, the best is he's like, I'm in Chicago, but I can't find you. He's just looking for him on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just so dumb. And he didn't bring a coat, and he's still he's wearing his. Like I brought my glove. He's like I didn't bring my coat, but I, I just just my gloves, and he's wearing the plastic gloves that he makes sandwiches with. Well, and I feel yeah, yes, yeah, I good. 
It's like he's like Jeremy Freeman when he walks through Chicago. I can't find you. <laughs> but and I even feel like too, like a lot of these lines, you know, we don't even talk like this anymore. But it's like, you know, like he's just like, "What are you a fucking retard?" Like, yeah. like all of that stuff is really kind of PC these days, and. This movie's just ripping it left and right. Well, and Kathy even Bates even says, she's like, to the little midget, she's like, I'm not politically correct. Right, right. And she even like, says, the says midget, the little people. She goes, <laughs> she's like, if you got a fucking problem with that, you can take it up with the lollipop guild. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> Dude, like, I mean, ruthless. here's the problem about political, like, okay, I try and control my shit, but I'm sorry, that is fucking funny to me. Like, uh, I'm sorry. Like, it's just, it, it's one of those things where it's not everybody's type of humor. But I also believe that, like, everybody involved in this movie, uh, you know, can take a fucking joke. Yeah, so obviously. I feel like it's fucking hilarious. Oh, my favorite part's like, when, you know, that Dorfman, like, that security character yeah. is, like, fuck with the midget. Or the little person. Sorry. Yeah. For, we just lost all our little people listeners to cut to the chase. Yeah, no, we're we're totally PC here on cut to the chase. Yeah, uh, but he's like, I fucked your wife. Well, my wife died four months ago. That's even better. Reagan Mortis sets in. <laughs> <laughs> and his reaction, he just goes, "Oh." <laughs> like he's so shocked that he just had to come back to that. He goes, oh. He's like, I've been in the joint for ten years. <laughs> Uh, what was it? No, what did he say? <sighs> Who did he? No, I'm, I'm, I'm confusing it with the first film when he was like, he's like, I fucked you what? Or he's like, dust the, dust that off once in a while. Or something. <laughs> I can't remember the exact line. But yeah. yeah, he's very non PC as well, and the fact that he's a little person just makes it even that much better. Yes, <laughs> of course. Christina Hendricks has a dirty side to her in this movie. Oh, oh yes. I think that was probably her like I'm not a big fan of her. Right. Um but her and Billy Bob's reactions to each other and this oh, were my probably God. um some of my favorite scenes with Billy Bob because when he gets in the car <laughs> and he was like or like they go to the AA meeting or whatever and he was like like apparently he was picking up signals and like she seems very like wholesome and whole <laughs> and he goes, I wanna get you in that back. Oh, you know, that you of yours and she goes get out and then like five minutes later she drives up she's like okay get in you know and he's like and he's like see what that's thought. what i thought you were talking about say fuck me santa and, Say fuck. and then they're fucking in the alleyway and she was like oh tell God. me i'm dirty and he was she was like, tell me how dirty this is. And he's, he's like, well, we're fucking in an alley and on a dumpster. That's pretty fucking dirty. <laughs> <laughs> and then you get another fuck me Santa scene. Yep. You know, up against Christmas trees. And the fact that these this woman works for charity. Yes. Like, tell me how dirty I am. He's like, yeah, there's a dumpster right there. It's pretty fucking dirty. That <laughs> great. I, I loved it. I love that. I love that whole relationship or whatever. Because it almost like it reminds me of a um, uh, like a, you know, a, well, no pun intended, but like bad teacher, even something yeah. like that, where it's just like you get these characters in, I in love these, your jeans on my jeans in the exactly in these positions and 
they end up being like the the craziest fucking freaks or whatever. And even she says like a sexual in, innuendo, like, and she like picks up on it and she like says it, and he's just like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> and it's just like it, it's it's one of those things where it's they are just in odd roles, and that's why it kind of works. And he's like, "I'm not romantic or anything," but he's like, "Your boobs." Your titties are really big, and I like them. <laughs> I think her boobs are, like, too big that it makes her body look misproportioned. I've always said that. I've said it since, you know, I've watched Good Girls, since she was in Strangers Pray at Night, which I fucking hate that movie. We all know that. Right. But I feel like her boobs are, like, misproportioned. They look like they're, like, water balloons, like, filled up, about to burst. Tell like that to her husband. Huh? You know who her husband is, right? Who's her husband? Did you ever see Super Troopers? The dude that eats all the weed? In the car, litter and Ann. Litter and Ann. The snozzberries. Like yeah, that dude. Yeah, that's her husband in real life. <laughs> oh, I didn't know that. Candy bars. But, <laughs> just weird to me. I don't know. I mean, if you're into that sort of thing, whatever floats your fucking boat. But I think, like. Well, the titties got... float her boat, apparently. <laughs> yes, she'll float too. <laughs> but I always like... remember her from Drive when she gets blasted. The oh, is she in Drive? Oh, dude. yeah, Lacey Lou has not seen Drive. What are I did not know that. I am sorry, Lacey Lou. No, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. Back to Bad Santa too. Wow. <laughs> now, what did you guys think about the heist aspect of this one? Um, Different, but it's kind of the same still. It's the only thing. It feels the same. That's the only thing. It just feels like the same just with Kathy Bates in it. It's just... The one thing that I didn't like about it is... They kind of set up early um, what's going to happen, and I didn't necessarily like that aspect of right. it. What, what's going to happen in terms of them double-crossing each other? So it's like, who's he going to side with? Is he going to side against his mother? And then she shows sympathy, gives him a gun. So it's like, well, is he going to side with her now or whatever? Now, the end outcome actually did, did kind of surprise me, but not really. The, the point being... No matter what, there was going to be some dramatic, um, you know, double cross involved. And I think, <laughs> I, I, you know what I mean? And I think that it like you could see it coming before it came. So when it did come, it was like, all right, said. yes. Didn't see, see it, it coming until it, it came. came in your face. Howl. Balls in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> Jingle balls. Uh, but no, I just, I don't know. I thought that um, that was kind of predictable. But at the same time. You know, yeah, that it's fine. I, I liked I liked a lot of the heist aspects of it actually this time. And I thought that, you know, you shouldn't probably try and reinvent the wheel in terms of, you know, robbing to, another department store. Yeah, and trying to further the franchise in general, you know, like you probably yeah. gonna wanna stick to what you know. And I think they did. What do you think they would could knock off next? Like seven eleven? They okay, here okay, here's the possibilities though. It has to be Christmas themed. They're oh, absolutely. They're endless, though. You could do whatever you want with these characters, you know, as long as Billy Bob is saying fuck all the time and, and he's be, Santa. And he's Santa, obviously. Yeah, you can do whatever the fuck you want. And I think that that's the strength of these characters, you know, these characters that they they created and the tone that they created, you know, this comedic tone throughout these two movies where you can carry it into any fucking stupid, crazy ass plot. You could completely abandon the heist aspect altogether and do something different. And people not only won't care, but they'll show up in, I think, in droves anyways, because I think 
if anything, the sequel proved that, yeah, you can go back to this well and you can pump the shit out of it because that's going to deliver. Pump, all pump it up. I think pump, they could do pump, like pump, a Santa for Hire or like. Fuck it. Uh, they get Easter one where he's just the Easter bunny instead. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. Bad bunny. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, no. Uh, the part that I was referring to earlier with Thurman Merman. Um, you know, like he was very creepy, but he was still funny. But the part that like reeled me in, honestly, though, is like when he's singing Holy Night. Oh yeah, and, oh, that's so good. And he waves at him, and you just see that like little boy in him from the first film. Like you, you know, it's the same, you know. So he's not so creepy. There's that innocence with him, and right. like you just kind of want to give him a hug, and he's waving, and he gets he gets that smile when he sees Billy Bob up there, and. I don't know. It just kind of made my heart. Because that's like his dad. He's just like yeah. his yeah. father. He's his adopted yeah. father. That so, reminds me of the family he makes. That reminds me of when Derek Boo Boo uh, sang us out. My body lies over the ocean. He lies <laughs> over the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, guys, um, I think that about wraps it up for this one. Yes. Uh, should we get into our ratings for it? We sure. Uh, yeah. I mean. Like I said, I feel like this one isn't nearly as talked about. And, um, you know, you did mention that it is kind of similar to the same plot of the first one, aside from being a charity. And um, it does, Dan, like you said, it does take away um, when they under-explain or just kind of pass off, like, Mrs. Santa's sister. But they did bring in Christina Hendricks and, you know, get that fuck me Santa line in there again. Also, let's let's add in real quick uh, who her husband was in this movie, the dude from Friday the 13th. Yeah, Ryan, I think, is his... He's in a bunch of stuff. Yeah, he's Veronica Mars. He gets um, a fucking arrow through his head while he's uh, driving the boat with Will Ford. Boobs! <laughs> yes, Will Ford's boobs. I wanna be God bad. Bless him. Anyways. So. Royce to 5 9. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyways, yes. guys, so I think that this one, um, you know, the height, it's not so much centered around the high. Kathy Bates is laugh out loud funny. She steals the show. Uh, Billy Bob is a neutered as i said thurman merman's a little bit creepy but you do get that sweet moment with him at the end mm-hmm. um yeah i mean i would say this one's probably around a four for me four out of five maybe yeah i'm gonna it's a so, it's a solid film and it's solid chris it does feel like christmas i love the aspect that they bring in kathy bates and uh you know marcus gets the elf suit again even right. though he's like i'm a santa <laughs> and he's like i can give you a gingerbread costume and a kid size large he goes give me that <laughs> um, well, he doesn't want the gingerbread, so he just he takes, takes the elf one. And the fact that they bring it, like she plays Mrs. Claus, I love oh, that. Right. I love yeah. that. Uh, you know, at the end, you think that maybe Billy Bob is going to be a bad guy because you know Marcus obviously double crossed him again, and he's like, and you think maybe Marcus died. It, he bounced again. But I love just... the fact that he bounced when he got shot. Like, like, <laughs> yes, he, he just gets again. balls in his face. <laughs> yes, yes teabags him. But I love the fact that you know, he didn't kill him. Like he like takes the pillow right. and he's fucking with him. He's like, I'm not gonna kill you. Right. And um, he puts the ball. You know, he teabags him. <laughs> and so like, obviously, obviously, Billy Bob isn't a big, huge piece of shit. As you know, he's just an right. alcoholic that you know doesn't really care about anybody but himself. <laughs> right. I mean, that's really what it is at the end of the day. So yeah, it's a four out of five for me. What about you, Derek? Yeah, I have to agree with everything you said. Definitely a four. I, I give it a four hand jobs after waking up in the hospital. At a <laughs> five. Yeah, you know, it, it's just, it's still fun. It still has heart to it. You know, they still care. And I like that, you know. It, it feels similar, but I 
I I feel like a lot of people could actually watch this movie without watching the first one and still enjoy it. Right. Like, for the most part, you know, you don't have to watch them back to back. Yep. And I think they would still enjoy it just as much, even more, maybe, if they haven't seen the first one, you know, to spread it out a little bit. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Then we're, we're a little bit more critiqued because we did watch these back to back. Like, whoa. Yeah. You know? Right. Like, and it's pretty much is the same fucking movie with just a little different twerks in it, you know? Yeah. But overall, I still really enjoyed it for what it was. It was it was a good first time watch for me, this one. Yeah. yeah and Dan? I think that the problem with any type of sequel when you're when you're making a sequel to such a classic movie like this is you gotta make it there's gotta be a reason to make it, right? So you're not you know going in that you're not gonna top it. Mm-hmm. But do we have something here and expand it without taking away from the first one? Um, too much. Too much, but while adding something new and fresh, especially like we said earlier, all these years later. And I think that they did a great job. Look, you know, I think this is a four as well. Is it a perfect movie? Absolutely not. We said that, that you know, the first one basically was. Um, does that make this a bad movie? No, by comparison, maybe, but you're talking about the cream of the crop, you know, the king of the hill here. That's one of the fucking greatest comedies ever. This is kind of more of the same, and I feel like they didn't do anything uh, too detrimental to themselves. They didn't shoot themselves in the foot too badly, and I think that when you're making a sequel to a classic like that, that's all you can really ask for. Just try and make a solid movie that's in the vein of the first one. No, you're probably not going to fucking top it. And be okay with that, and and do your thing, make your movie. So I I would agree, four out of five. Right on. Hell yeah. All right, boo boo. It is that time to pimp your ride. I mean your shit. Um, do it, you little ho ho ho. Oh. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> well, it's pretty easy. This because I only have three things to pimp out. Of course, Simmer Attack. No More Room in Hell, and of course, They're Here podcast. Yeah, what's <laughs> yeah. up with that new episode, guys? Uh, we got a plan. Uh, I'm still waiting on, I think, uh, my co-host to pick her movie. Well, what, did, the fuck? what do you mean I never picked my, did I never pick a movie? You were, still, you were choosing between two, I think, still. <laughs> I, I don't even, I'll have to look into that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The Sorry, we got of, really busy with the, the, you know, the Halloween, and, but no, I'm gonna we're gonna definitely be better about that coming into the new year with new episodes for there here. Yeah, and so you can uh, check Derek out there, and you can check out the Twelve Days of Chase Miss here. Yes, we got a lot of of great episodes coming up. We got some great movies that we're gonna cover. So yeah, twelve shows until Christmas, and it'll be a lot of fun. And with that. Lacey is Jingle Balls out. Ho, 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 ho. I'm on fucking lunch here. Ho, ho, ho. <laughs> oh, the outside is Peace out. Hey, but calm the fire down. is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, let it snow, let it snow, let it snow. Man, it doesn't show signs of stopping. And I brought me some corn for popping. The lights are turned way down low Let it snow, let it snow When we finally kiss goodnight How I'll hate going out in the storm But if you really hold me tight 
All the way home I'll be warm And the fire is slowly dying And my dear, we're still goodbye But as long as you'd love me so Let it snow, let it snow and snow When we finally kiss goodnight How I'll hate going out in the storm But if you really grab me tight All the way home I'll be warm Oh, the fire is slowly dying And my dear, we're still goodbye But as long as you love me so Let it snow, let it snow, let it snow 